Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to today's news feed. It's not too bright and sunny this morning, but it's Thursday. It's the 16th of September. So first up today in the newsfeed, Landlord Trade Body has welcomed Gove as the new Housing Secretary. Now, unless you're sleeping under a rock, it would be hard for you to not already know this. It's all over the property news this morning that Michael Gove, one of the most senior and controversial figures in modern politics, is now the new Housing Secretary. Now, Ben Beadle, the Chief Executive of the National Residential Landlords Association says of the news, we welcome Michael Gove to his new position and look forward to working with him to ensure the rental market works for responsible landlords and tenants alike. Key to this will be addressing the supply crisis in the sector by developing pro-growth policies that recognise the vital contribution it makes to housing millions of people across the country. The association says a wide-ranging survey of private landlords across England and Wales conducted in partnership with research consultancy BDRC found that 39% confirmed that demand for homes to rent had increased in the second quarter of 2021. That's an 8% increase on the first quarter of the year. Now, this data also reveals that demand has reached a five-year high. In addition to the problem, Gove will also be charged with leading the introduction of the long-awaited white paper on rental reform, now expected to be previewed around the time of the Conservative Party conference next month. Gove takes over from Robert Jenrick, who was one of the first figures sacked by Prime Minister Boris Johnson yesterday. Jenrick, MP for Newark, had been Secretary of State for Housing since July 2019. After the sacking, he tweeted, it's been a huge privilege to serve as Secretary of State. Next in today's news, what is going on? Ex-Corbyn Shadow Minister leads MP support for Generation Rent. A former member of Jeremy Corbyn's Shadow Cabinet has thrown his weight behind Generation Rent's latest campaign. Lloyd Russell Moyle, who is chair of the all-party parliamentary group on renters and rental reform, a shadow overseas minister under the former Labour leader was one of the MPs lobbied by Generation Rent earlier this week over eviction notice periods. Under coronavirus legislation, the notice period for most evictions under Section 21 of the 1988 Housing Act have been six months, but they revert to two months from October the 1st. Now, after being lobbied by rental activists, Russell Moyle tweeted, COVID protections end this month for renters. We can't go back to unfair evictions. The government has promised increased renters' rights in two manifestos and three Queen's speeches. We need legislation urgently. Now, Russell Moyle was one of two MPs named by Generation Rent 
in a statement concerning the lobby of Parliament earlier this week by the so-called Renters Reform Coalition. This is a group of activists and they campaign which is led by Generation Rent. The other MP was Labour's Stephen Timms, Chair of the All Party Work and Pensions Committee. Sue James, Chair of the Renters Reform Coalition, said the pandemic has painfully reminded us of the importance of a safe and secure home, yet the lifting of the eviction restrictions takes that basic need further away. Private renters cannot go back to the status quo of high rents, unsafe homes and insecure tenancies and it's time to make private renting better, not worse. More than two years since the government's original pledge to abolish Section 21, renters are still waiting for a fairer system. Now that Parliament has returned, we have a once-in-a-generation opportunity to ensure the private rented sector is secure and safe. Next in today's news, Zoopla says that rental properties are typically letting almost a week faster than a year ago. It claims that with supply and demand so out of kilter, competition is fierce for rental properties. Such an imbalance has resulted in the rental market moving at its fastest rate now since 2016. At this present time, rental properties are securing renters on an average with 15 days of coming to market. Inner cities are showing the sharpest rise in demand, with Edinburgh registering the highest growth in demand levels since February this year. While demand for rental houses outpaced demand for rental flats at the height of the pandemic, demand for both property types is pegging level in another sign of demand in central cities where flats tend to make up a larger proportion of stock. Monthly rents are averaging £790, that's up from £752 a year ago, and this equates to renters paying an average increase of £456 per year. Now at city level, Manchester, Reading and Leeds have moved from negative to positive rental growth territory, whilst Wigan and Mansfield are leading the pack of accelerated rental growth with double-digit growth of 10.5 and 10% respectively. Meanwhile, rental declines in London have bottomed out as demand rebuilds amid the ending of lockdown and the reopening of offices and amenities. While annual rental declines reached a fall of 9.8% in London in February, they recovered to a more modest dip of 3.8% in July. Now, Zoopla says that demand for rental properties rose by 33% in August compared to the same period last year and is tracking at an extraordinary 79% above the 2017 to 2019 average. Next up, a council in the north of England is launching a new programme which it says offers support for private landlords with strings attached. Copeland Council in Cumbria says its new tenancy support service alongside a series of financial incentives are on offer so long as private landlords are, in its words, willing to support housing Copeland's residents. The council's statement 
launching the proposal continues. The council has employed a new private rented accommodation officer to provide the service through funding from the Ministry of Housing, Communities and Local Government. Financial incentives such as rent paid in advance, rent guarantees, support for damages incurred and direct payments to landlords will help ensure that tenancies run smoothly. The statement goes no further, but it is thought to refer to the idea whereby private landlords put forward their properties for the council to help fulfil its commitments to those in priority housing need. The Mayor of Copeland says that this presents a real incentive for any landlords with empty homes to come forward and make the best use of their property. We're particularly interested to hear from anyone with one or two bedroom properties and those that are currently empty, no matter the size, but we would encourage anyone with affordable housing of £450 per month and under to come forwards. A council has written to Housing Minister Chris Pincher calling for a new approach to the short let issue. Oxford council leader Susan Brown says there are up to 900 homes in the city entirely rented out on a short let basis for all or most of the year. She acknowledges that short lets play an important part in helping Oxford's tourist economy, but she believes they reduce the stock of homes for long-term lets and ownerships, whilst in extreme cases they have been used as brothels or antisocial loud party houses. Brown says the short let sector is largely unregulated and should instead be put on a level playing field with other rented properties and rental businesses like hotels and guest houses, which are all regulated. A six-month prison sentence suspended for 12 months has been handed out to a former lettings agent from Eastbourne for charges of fraud. According to a report yesterday by the Eastbourne Herald, the defendant Michael Duke, 53 years old and from Arlington Road, was sentenced at Lewes Crown Court. Previously, he had pleaded guilty to six offences of fraud by false representation against six separate victims, according to Sussex Police. The fraud involved claiming that money had been given to him as deposits in relation to properties they owned in Eastbourne and were lodged in the Deposit Protection Services. Officers said the properties were managed by Duke as part of his company Duke's Lettings in Meads, an area in the town of Eastbourne which subsequently shut down. Police said the court also made compensation orders adding up to £5,675 to the six victims. The prosecution, which was authorised by the CPS, came after an investigation by Eastbourne detectives. UK house prices rose 8% in the year to July and that shows official government data that a slowdown is in the pipeline. On a monthly basis, house prices fell by 3.7% and this brings the average house price in the UK to £256,000. In England, house prices rose 7% annually, leaving the average house price at 271000 In Wales, there was a yearly price rise of 11.6% giving an average property value in the country of 188,000. Scotland saw an annual rise of 14.6%, 
which equals an average house price of 177,000, and Northern Ireland prices rose 9%, providing an average house price of 153,000. Now, London remained the region with the lowest annual growth, and that's for the eighth month in a row, with a modest 2.2% rise, bringing the average property value in the capital to 400 and £95,000 according to the data supplied from the Office of National Statistics. The North East, meanwhile, recorded the highest annual growth with prices moving up by 10.8%, although this is some way below the 15.8% growth witnessed in June. For now, this data shows that house prices were still on an upward march as the first stamp duty holiday deadline arrived, albeit at a slower rate than we had been seeing. However, should a dip in prices be revealed by newer data in the coming months, this should be welcomed, not feared. Some commentators will make bold claims about bubbles bursting, but the reality is property and the property industry would benefit from a period of sustained calm and predictability as the UK recovers from the effects of the pandemic. That's your 15-minute news bulletin update, folks. You are now bang up to date. Please do head over to iTunes or Spotify and leave a review for the podcast. The more reviews we get, the more the platform recognises the podcast and it can put it out to more people. So I'd really appreciate you if you could do that for me. That will be absolutely excellent. And I'll see you back here on the latest breaking property news. Have a great day. Thank <laughs> you.